Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to our daily scripture reflection and time of prayer. It's great to be with you this morning, and let's turn to the Lord together as we begin the day. As usual, during the course of our uh, remarks and time together, uh, leave us your prayer intentions. Let us know that you're here. Let us know where you're from. Let us know how we can pray for you today, uh, because we all uh, will pray for one another during this time. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we come before you on this day rejoicing in the gift of life, rejoicing that we have the opportunity once again today to defend life and to destroy the lies of those who would take life, to destroy the lies of those who would look at our unborn brothers and sisters and say that they are anything less than brothers and sisters, to say that they are any less valuable than the rest of us, to say that they are less equal than all of us talking right now. Lord God, we ask you to destroy the lies that end up destroying the lives of our unborn brothers and sisters. We stand for them, the most vulnerable of all, as we stand for all human life. Bless us now. Bless us in this mission. Focus our efforts and give success to the work of our hands. We begin, Lord, by repenting of our own sins. Forgive us for all that we have done or failed to do that offends you. We ask that our actions and our omissions uh, may be forgiven by the repentance that you inspire in us and by the blood that you have shed for us. For you are Lord forever and ever. Amen. Okay, friends, now the readings today I want to read and then go back to a couple of uh, connected references in uh, the Gospel of Matthew. The first reading comes from the prophet Jeremiah. The people of Judah and the citizens of Jerusalem said, Come, let us contrive a plot against Jeremiah. It will not mean the loss of instruction from the priests, nor of counsel from the wise, nor of messages from the prophets. And so let us destroy him by his own tongue. Let us carefully note his every word. Heed me, O Lord, and listen to what my adversaries say. Must good be repaid with evil, that they should dig a pit to take my life? Remember that I stood before you to speak in their behalf, to turn away your wrath from them. Our psalm, save me, O Lord, in your kindness. Save me, O Lord, in your kindness. You will free me from the snare they set for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hands I commend my spirit. You will redeem me, O Lord, O faithful God. Save me, O Lord, in your kindness. I hear the whispers of the crowd. They frighten me from every side as they consult together against me, plotting to take my life. Save me, O Lord, in your kindness. But my trust is in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. In your hands is my destiny. Rescue me from the clutches of my enemies and my persecutors. Save me, O Lord, in your kindness. 
Today's gospel reading is taken, taken from the gospel of Matthew chapter 20. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and scourged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached Jesus with her sons and did him homage, wishing to ask him for something. He said to her, What do you wish? She answered him, Command that these two sons of mine sit one at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Jesus said in reply, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink? They said to him, We can. He replied, My chalice you will indeed drink, but to sit at my right and at my left, that is not mine to give but is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus summoned them and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What a powerful passage. What a powerful set of passages. As we continue this Lenten journey, preparing to celebrate the very act of service, that Jesus is referring to. We all have to serve one another. We know that. Jesus talks about giving a cup of cold water to somebody and that that will not lose its reward. But his service goes far beyond healing the sick and curing the lame and letting the blind see. These are mighty miracles. Feeding the multitude with the bread and the fish. All those acts of service are pointers to a deeper act of service. All those life-giving, life-increasing actions are meant to instruct people about the life-giving action that will destroy death and will destroy the very root of disease, illness, and weakness that will destroy the alienation that exists between God and the human family, that will heal that wound, close that gap, reunite us and elevate us to the life of God, the act by which he gives his life for us. That, that the, he explains the service here. He says, the Son of Man has come to serve, to give his life as a ransom. See, we have to be ransomed. We're enslaved. We're enslaved to sin and death. We're enslaved to the kingdom of darkness. So it would be very, very um, superficial if we looked at the service of Jesus as simply taking away the effects of our enslavement to the kingdom of darkness. The effects being that, yes, there's illness. 
There's sickness, there's death. He raised certain people from the dead. Why did they die in the first place? Because we're enslaved to the kingdom of darkness. He ransoms us. He gets to the root. This is why he didn't raise all the dead in all the graves of the countrysides and the towns that he walked in in which he preached. Why didn't he raise them all? Because the raising of the people that he did raise was meant to point people to him as the source of life, to put faith in him, to recognize the life-giving power of his own upcoming crucifixion and resurrection, and thereby unite ourselves with the very source of life so that ultimately we all will rise from the dead. Brothers and sisters, the Son of Man came to serve by his cross and resurrection. And that plugs us in to the victory over all death, over all evil, sickness, disease, and sin. Now, Jeremiah is a type of Christ. We talked about types in one of our previous reflections. It's a person who symbolizes and prophesies, points to the future coming Christ and has many characteristics that are similar. So Jeremiah speaks the word of the Lord, as Jesus does, says what is for the good of the people, as Jesus did, challenges them and makes them uncomfortable, as Jesus did, and ultimately is betrayed by them, as Jesus was. So Jeremiah was talking about the coming invasion of the Babylonians, which was because of their sins, as we read in the second book of Kings. It wasn't because of some military miscalculation or some political error. The kingdom of, of uh, Judah was invaded by the Babylonians and people were taken into exile for the same reason that earlier in history, the kingdom of Assyria to the north, uh, rather the kingdom of Israel was taken over by the Assyrians and they were taken in exile because of the sins that the people were committing because of the betrayal of the covenant. And so Jeremiah was telling them this. He was saying, you know, don't fight against the Babylonians as if it's some kind of military conflict. This is a spiritual conflict. This is about betraying the covenant. You have to repent of your sins. Jeremiah gave the famous temple sermon, Jeremiah 7. He said, don't think you can come into the Lord's temple and say, oh, we are free. We are free of any punishment from our sins because we're in the temple of the Lord. We're okay. No, he said, you can be in the temple of the Lord and still get destroyed. In fact, the temple could get destroyed. You have to repent of sin. The ransom. The Son of Man came to give his life as a ransom. Get free from the power of sin. That's how you'll be safe. Didn't come just to feed the hungry and make the blind see. He wants to cure a deeper blindness, help us to see our sins and give us the gift of repentance so that we can be ransomed from that kingdom of darkness. So Jeremiah was trying to say the same thing, but here's what I want to focus on. His adversaries, they use their tongue to condemn him. He is a traitor, they said. And they ended up throwing him into a cistern and scripture says Jeremiah sank into the mud that's what the preachers of the word of God get as their reward. Jeremiah asks, must good be repaid with evil? I'm speaking for them, he said. 
and they end up speaking against me. But notice how they use words. And this is a particular insult to God. When you we use words to try to destroy other people. Because Jesus is the word. God spoke his word from the beginning of time and made everything. God spoke his word to Mary, and then Mary spoke a word, fiat, and Jesus was conceived in her womb. The Lord speaks a word of forgiveness over your sins. The Lord will speak a word, and the dead will be raised at the end of time. The Lord speaks. Jesus is the word made flesh. So to use words against God, to use words by which Jesus brings love into the world as a way of hating, to use words by which God creates human life to then degrade human life. Look at how we use words against the unborn. Our society calls them parasites and tissue and products of conception and all kinds of dehumanizing language is used against those that we want to oppress. Well, we do it to the born as well as to the unborn. We do it to each other. So Jeremiah says they are doing it to him. And Jesus says this too. When he talks about what will happen to him, notice in this gospel passage today, that he doesn't just say he will be scourged and crucified. Before the whips of the scourging land on the body of Jesus, and before the nails go into his flesh, words are spoken against him. Because notice what he says. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes. They will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked before he is scourged and crucified. And along with it, too, there's the mocking. Before the lashes of the whips, there's the lashing by the tongue. They will condemn him, hand him over to be mocked. Let's go to the passage, just seven chapters after this one that we just read. And where in Matthew 27, we're reading about what happened on that first Good Friday. Jesus is standing before Pilate and he is asked, just, just, as, the, just as the persecutors of uh, Jeremiah had said, let us trap him by his own words and let us use then our words against his. He's standing before Pilate and the governor asks him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, you have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he made no answer. Then Pilate said to him, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? Again, before the scourges, before the nails went into him, all the things they testify against him were said. A barrage of evil words. And Jesus says, and, and the scripture says, but he gave no answer, not even to a single charge. Because sometimes words are meant to convey truth. Sometimes words are used to request truth. We ask an honest question. But other times, words are used as scourges and nails and don't deserve a response. 
because the person is not asking for a response. They're only using the words to destroy. A little bit later in, in, in Matthew 27, again, fulfilling the, pro, the, the prediction of Jesus, planting a crown of thorn, plating a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand and kneeling before him, they mocked him. All hail, King of the Jews. The Son of Man will be handed over to be mocked and then scourged and crucified. To be mocked. They mocked him, hail, King of the Jews. And then a little bit later, when he was on the cross, listen to this. And those who passed by derided him. It wasn't enough that there were nails in his flesh. They had to throw more words as nails. They derided him, wagging their heads and saying, saying, you would destroy the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from that cross. Again, Jeremiah is a type of Christ. Let us destroy him by his own tongue let us carefully note his every word. That's what these people did at the crucifixion. They carefully noted his words. Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. And he spoke of the temple of his body. And then one more example a little later on. He trusts in God. They are mocking him while he's on the cross. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. For he said, I am the son of God. Let us use his words against him. Brothers and sisters, I point this out because of one more lesson. It's actually the same lesson said in other words. Let's go back a few chapters to Matthew 12. Starting in verse 35. No, let's go to 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers. This is Jesus speaking. How can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man out of his good treasure brings forth good. And the evil man out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will render account for every careless word they utter. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Jeremiah bore good fruit. Jesus Christ bore good fruit. They did good. And they were condemned by wicked words, by those who are evil. We have to be mindful that we will be judged by what we say. And we have to be mindful of those things that we initiate, that say evil about others, and about those things that we repeat that are evil about others. By your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
We listen to the prophecies of Jeremiah. We listen to the teachings of Jesus. We see, we hear the heart of God. Let's make sure the same is true of us, that we're not using words as weapons, that we're using words as vehicles of salvation, always proclaiming the gospel of God, always being sincere, always using our words to bring people to the very word of God, who is Jesus Christ. Let's pray to him. Lord Jesus, you have indeed served us by delivering yourself up as a ransom for our sins. Let us today drink of that salvation. Let us drink of your words, Lord, and let our words always be in conformity with you. Let us speak salvation, not condemnation. Let us spread truth with our tongues, not flaming arrows of judgment and destruction. Lord, stop the tongues of those who speak evil. And give us the delight of serving you in thought, in word, and in deed, and of serving our brothers and sisters in the same way. Lord, we lift up to you all the intentions that are being manifested by our brothers and sisters who are watching all the prayer needs being put in the comments and all those prayer needs that remain within their own minds and hearts. Bring your grace to bear upon any situations that require health where there is sickness, that require consolation where there is sorrow, that require clarity where there is confusion, whatever need there may be. Answer the prayers of your people now as we bring all those prayers before you and as we now pray in the words you gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Friends, thanks for uh, joining me. It's been a while since we did the scripture reflection because of my travels, but I was glad to do it today. We'll do another one uh, uh, tomorrow, but then I'll be on the road again for a few days, but then we'll be back and do more after that. Please spread the word about these and share them, share uh, the videos, share the social media posts. Uh, that helps us greatly to continue to reach more people. Meanwhile, be assured of my prayers and those of our team at Priests for Life. Let's ask the Lord's blessing. Father, bless us. Uh, Jesus, uh, shed your your grace upon us. Holy Spirit, fill us uh, with your wisdom, and may we experience each day your salvation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Have a great day, friends. We'll talk to you later. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. Priests are ministers of reconciliation, and we want to bring forgiveness and healing to those who have had the misfortune of aborting their children. The loss is great, but the healing in Jesus Christ is even greater. 
Our Silent No More awareness campaign enables people all over the world to share the stories of loss and healing after abortion. Listen to these stories and get involved with the campaign at silentnomore.com. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.